Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Seven minutes after two o'clock. Thank you so much for being with us. So today we're going to be discussing a will. Um, we're discussing a will for various reasons. Um, it's the will and in the absence of a will. And we also have uh, something very innovative that we're going to introduce to you. Maybe you've come across it of, of how you can also perhaps deal with not having a will um, in the tech world. So we're going to have uh, two types of conversations, um, why it's important to have a will. So my guest this afternoon is Ntabi Singh Dubazani, who's an attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. And um, th- thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Ntabi Singh. Let's talk about why it's important to have a will. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on. Um, It is important for one to have a will because now you can dispose, so to speak, of your assets in the manner in which you would wish for that to happen. So you say, for example, you've been married to your husband or wife for so many years. You have four children. You want your children to benefit from your life's work and you want them to benefit in whatever shares, equal shares or whatever shares you would deem it necessary for them. So you living a will will make it, uh, leaving a living will will then make it easy for, for, for everybody to know that, okay, Tabsi will be getting the mouse to the laptop and then so-and-so will be getting the, the cell phone. So everybody is accounted for in the manner in which you as the testator is, is, is wanting for this to, to, to happen. So it is important that you know what it is you want to be dissolved in which manner. So that Kausani, when, you know, the, 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 the executor now reads out the will, there's no confusion as to how your assets are to be distributed amongst your, your, your living descendants. So often people would say, well, I don't have much. What, you know, that's why I don't have a will. Does, yes. that, does that make sense to you as somebody who's seen a lot of these cases? No, not at all. Just because you don't have physical much in the sense that probably you haven't bought a movable property, which is a house. Mm-hmm. You've only been renting for, for your mm-hmm. whole life mm-hmm. or you've been living in your mom's back room mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You have that cup that you value. Mm-hmm. You have that bag that you love so much that you would like your daughter to have. Those are things that you can put in the will. However, uh, non-monetary the, the asset is mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't want a certain person to carry on that asset of yours. Just now you die tomorrow and then your cousin whom you haven't spoken to in 20 years now gets that Gucci bag that you were able to buy yourself with with the bonus that you were hoping that at some stage your daughter <laughs> will carry it on. I'm just giving a silly example, but that's the reality of the situation. And then now your daughter who's always known that I'm going to get that bag, now the aunt has come and taken it. There's nothing that they can do because there's no will that is going to... Uh, uh, chastise the aunt and say, "Well, uh, you shouldn't get that bag." But but there's also other things that that can also go into a will that are yes. not at, of value at all, but 100. are are perhaps of of how to people to conduct themselves in the event of maybe your passing, in the mm-hmm. event where you are no longer uh, able to make decisions for yourself. Um, those for me sometimes become quite critical at really critical times in, in one's life or just after the passing. 100% you can put in your will as well. For example, um, a lot of, of, of African families mm. do not believe in cremation. Mm-hmm. So because we want to go and you know, be able to, to do Miet um, and, and praise our ancestors at the grave where we know this is where your physical being is. is. 
So um, you may, you as, as a living person currently may be of the opinion that you don't want that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can put it in your will that upon your, your death, you, ought, you should be cremated within a certain number of days. You do not want for, for, um, for your body to be put in a casket and for there to be a grave. Mm-hmm. And then you can instruct who will be the one to distribute your ashes or will the ashes then be dealt with by the crematory uh, place. Then there's also the situation, like you just mentioned, if you happen to end up being terminally ill, should the, 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 the life supports be kept on and for how long? Should they try in every manner to try and resuscitate you and bring you back to life? Such things. And then people, of course, um, power of attorney, who then has the right mm. to control your assets if you're at a stage whereby you cannot mentally understand what is currently happening. Therefore, who now takes over that responsibility? This applies mostly, I've seen it where um, um, parents now start suffering from Alzheimer's, you know, so they have very limited memories and, and all of that. So they put it in the will that their daughter or their spouse who, who mentally is able to do so mm-hmm. can continue such decisions. Is there a t- time to be saying where the will is not submissible in other words someone's contest the actual will yes yes oh that oof, that that has to be one of the biggest things when it comes to wills mm. um so now you have three children mm-hmm. and you've had one who's been estranged for a certain number of years mm-hmm. now you've died and there's a will and that estranged one gets the bulk Obviously, <laughs> now the ones that are present are like, how is it possible when mom has never been speaking to this person mm. for the last how many years? Mm-hmm. So now they take the will to the court and contest its validity mm-hmm. and, and, and its legality. Sometimes they will even go as far as saying the signature that is here is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it will be the witnesses are family members mm-hmm. or, or, or beneficiaries of the will. There's a long list of reasons as to why a will will be taken into, into the high court for contest station in saying that it is not a valid will. Sometimes another will that is in existence, mm-hmm. that is, that is um, what is it, more recent mm-hmm. than the one that is being read out. So now they're going to question this new will and say, how is it possible? It, let's talk about the one that could be more recent yes. of, of someone who is possibly not very lucid. Yes. So, uh, what what constitute a will that has been signed off by someone? What 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 conditions would render somebody not, um, you know, not, not, I suppose, not, not the right person to, to sign their own will? Because you may be living, but people could say, but you're not, that person is, you know, they can't sign their own will. Yes. What, what exactly would that case look like? What, what would that person be going through that we could say they cannot be signing their own will? I'll make a, a typical example of, of Alzheimer's because that's the, the easiest one to fall to. So, um, or even, let's say, emotional distress. Let's uh, talk about emotional distress because Alzheimer's, in a way, one can argue yes. it, was, it just was not possible for that person to sign it. Whereas emotional distress is so subjective. 
So at the time, let's say for for argument's sake, at the time that you were now uh, amending your will, mm-hmm. you were in the process of amending your will, mm-hmm. your spouse dies in that process and you become so bereaved that you cannot or it is deemed that you now have to perhaps be on, on medication in order for you to, to deal with the depression that you're going through, the anxieties and all of that. You are deemed sometimes in that state that you are not, uh, you don't have the mental capacity to understand what it is you're going through. So the doctor have the doctors who will be assigned to your case or when your children or whoever will be taking you to the doctors, the mental uh, um psychologists and psychiatrists to deal with your condition have to sign off and say that they are they believe that at this stage you are now uh, capable to proceed with the normal life as it is or they will write on and say that we do not believe that this person understands fully what is happening as a result of the trauma that they have been through does it so, does it matter who the caregiver is it, it matters it matters because now if it says that the caregiver is a, an immediate relative yes. and that in that time you now have completed your your will with the assistance uh-huh. of the, of the relative caregiver. that is yes. the, of the caregiver that is there who happens to be a relative who and happens to be the, can, the beneficiary exactly now they have a huge bulk so now when it goes to, to, to court or when it's being read out then the people who would have believed they would have been beneficiaries are now going to have the right to question this this will that it is at the time that all of this was happening it is not possible that the testator could have um, um, understood and then signed off this will in the manner that they have those will be circumstances that which um, the court would then look at and see and evaluate whether or not um, would would in in the interest of justice, would it have, would have the the deceased um, signed this will to this exact uh, allocation of the assets? So saying, let's, let, let's talk a little bit about that case because there is an argument to be made that even if I am in perfect health, right, and yes. I feel that the one child is closest to me because I live with them and they're they're most you know uh, in touch with me, right? Yes, it's it's likely that I will have the favor of that one child because I'm maybe in closer proximity. I'm, I'm with them more. So the person that is the caregiver, if the person who is ill finally decides, you know, actually, this is the one person that's looking after me. Let me change mm. this will. That argument still holds, doesn't it? It does. So what the court strives to look at is what would have been the intention of the testator at the time of this will being signed. Mm. So the court now looks at each case, obviously, with its own merits. So they will look at all the evidence that will be adduced by the people who are contesting the divorce and, of course, by the person who's saying that the... Did I say divorce? Who's contesting the <laughs> will. Um, and, and, of course, look at what the person who's defending the, the will and saying it's legitimate is saying. So there'll be all sorts of things that the factors that the court will have to look into and then decide that based on this, we the court is of the opinion that the intention that was uh, put forth by the deceased is this. So it can go either way on both sides. It can either be that the person who was the caregiver gets 100% or the allotted portion of the estate, or they get nothing at all. It just depends on what the facts of each case are as they're brought or presented to the court. Mm, Let me go to, um, I'm going to go to KZN. 
I'm going to go to Gangadine. Is it is it Gangadine? Hi. That's correct. Okay, welcome Ma'am, to the show. Yes, I hope I hope really you can help me out. I'm not taking a chance here. Uh, I am a, a, a descendant, a beneficiary of the law. Uh, I don't know whether you can answer this one. There's a fedicomism in the world. What so is uh, that? Fedicomism. Fedicomism is a Latin word, but it just means that the property, the immovable property, mm-hmm. is left to the children which mentioned in the world and to their children's children ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Now, I have studied a little bit around this and asked questions around this. Such wills are restricted to the second generation. Now, I don't know. Have you dealt with such? You know, when you get to a succession, law of succession, uh, it, it stops by the second generation. But at the state as well, desire was it must go from children to children at infinitum uh, as homes. I, now, I get a it. That, there's a question I want to pose. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, and I am correct, this time, that is stopped by the second generation. Now, does one remember, and, and, and this world here, yeah, I'm, I'm involved with this world, there were nine children. Now, does one wait for the last person, dying person of the second generation to, 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 to go to, how can I say, to, uh, set aside the, the desire of the world from generation to generation because you stopped by the second generation? That's one question. The second question is, who will then be the deciders? Will it be the third generation to decide whether they can change that will, hmm. bring it back perhaps, or, 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 or bring it in to be uh, 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 handled by a trust? Mm. What an interesting question, Tabisang. Hmm. Well, he, he was breaking up a little bit, but I think I got the, the, the gist of, of everything. Mm. The first question, he wants to know whether or not that will will wait for the last person of the second generation to be deceased mm-hmm. for it to stop working. Am I, am I mm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. In such instances, I, 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 we haven't dealt with that in court in that manner currently, right? But what I can assume in terms of what the courts look at when they look at the will and the, the, the person who was a testator, the, the, the interest and the, and the intention of the testator will always uh, be paramount to anything else. So but remember, the, remember initially he's saying that that's, that was not the intention of the person who, who, who wrote that will. The draft... The person who drafted the will was saying this is, in, you know, this is infinity kind of thing. It must be passed on from generation to generation to generation. Now, oh, he, okay. but he's saying that apparently in law that the, the, the infinity can go up to, I think, the second generation. That's what he's saying. Now, you would have to then clarify what you know about that. Okay, uh, that that I I'm not quite sure about because that it sounds like it would fall in the area of interstate succession, and for a will to for for a will to say that the house should be passed on from generation yes. to generation, yes. it needs to be specific where it's going to go. Who are you leaving the property to? I understand he's saying that he is a beneficiary of such a will, and there was nine within of the, them family. In the family. He, he, I yes. think he's saying it stays in the family. And and it should just continue remaining in the family. My suspicion is that the 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 person was saying they mustn't sell the property. That's my that, suspicion. That is an interesting one. 
I would really have to go and look into that one and see how that one would work out. I, I wouldn't be able to answer that first question in, 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 in the sense of what will happen after the, second, the, the last of the second generation dies. Are they now going to have the right to change that will? That's what because, I think he's asking. Because, uh, like I said, in the end of, at the end of the day, the court will always look at what the intention of the testator was when he made that will. So if the intention was that the house should not be sold, I don't think they can now go to court and the third generation now comes into effect and say, well, two, two generations have passed. I think we can change the will. It will always go back to the, to the intention of the testator, what they wanted with their property. So it will be a very interesting thing to see what the court would decide in such a situation. Very interesting. Um, there's a quick one here that says, what happens if I'm married, but we are no longer living together with my wife, but I live with another wife, not married to her on the same house. I live with my wife. I lived with my wife. If I write a will and give the house to the new wife and kids, is that legal? No, no, you can do whatever you want with your property. But it depends on the marriage regime. If you are married in community of property with your wife, whom you have not divorced as yet, remember that half of your estate is hers. So you cannot write the will and exclude her out of that because that property you share together. But if it's out of community of property and without the option of accrual, then do with, with your property as you please. You sound like a very, very unkind man. That's all I have to say. Um, Zale Hecher, I mean, deal with your issues while you're alive, won't you? Why would he have to wait for the two women to fight, you know, when he's not here? Yeah. Because yeah. the question I would have is that why weren't you able to resolve this while you're alive? Why leave it to them to resolve what you've left as your mess? Because there are children involved here. Mm. And the other thing is that should he end up not marrying the second wife and end up exactly. a w woman and, and not divorcing the first wife, she, he must expect that that woman will not get a cent. But why from, leave the responsibility of evicting an entire family yeah. out of a house they've known all his life? Yeah. Leave that responsibility to somebody else. If you don't want them in the house, why don't you do, do what you need to do while you're alive? So that, Exactly. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's just take uh, Maswabi from Bloemfontein. Hi, Maswabi. Uh, good afternoon, Pamela. Hi. I just want to know, okay, during that will, if I made the will, right, and it happens, I die, maybe I want to be criminated, but the government is refusing that uh, they want to bury me with the plastic, maybe let's say the funeral of the COVID. So what happens there? And who owns the, the will? Is the government or I can do it privately? Okay. Because everything for government is taking so long. Okay, Maswabi, that's a good question. Quickly, Ntabi saying for me, I, I, I do want to bring in uh, Click Tech, who, okay. who, who are going to also help us with how we can get on board if, we, if we're still stuck with uh, what I suppose Maswabi is asking. So he's saying that what happens in the event that government does not want to cremate a person. <laughs> Maswabi, um, are, we, are, we, are we on the same page? Maswabi? Maswabi? Are you there, Maswabi? Yeah. Yes. Just re just make sure that uh, we just want to make sure that our question is right. Would you switch off your radio, Maswabi? Oh, I'm still online. Yes. We, we want to be sure that we got your question correctly. Yes, the question was like that, ma'am. Okay. 
So government okay. does not want to cremate you. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, because they okay. want to wrap up the box and uh, bury it because of the COVID. Uh, what do I mean? Oh, okay. No, but then under the COVID situation, you must understand that actually cremation is a better option mm. because now the body, will, the, 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 the the virus is now burnt off. It cannot be contracted by anybody else. That's why they wrap the body in plastic and then the people head in the body has to be covered up in protective gear. So with cremation, there's no need need for all those protective things. If the body is just burnt, I do not foresee government saying no to a cremation. And you must be people have been cremated during COVID. Yeah. It's been happening. Mm. Okay. And then he said about a will being kept by government. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, you can give the will to whoever you want them to be the, the protector or the keeper okay. of the will. It doesn't All have right. to be government. Zale Hatcher is a CEO of ClickTech, and they create Will's platform, Smart Will. <laughs> this is really interesting. Zale, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. So what is Smart Will? Oh, Pamela, yeah, thanks for having me in a great discussion. Yeah. I'm enjoying listening into it. <laughs> so SmartWill is an online uh, will and estate planning platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, because it's online, it's available 24-7 mm-hmm. with full customer service. Um, and a big part of what we do is make sure that there's full legal support in that. So every single will that we do is physically checked mm-hmm. before it's signed, um, which is really important. And uh, most importantly, it's affordable. It's available to every South African. You can use your phone, you can use a laptop, you can use a normal desktop computer, and you can do it at the comfort of home. You can do it on the beach, wherever you want to do it. It's mm. available, and uh, and it's immediate. Zael, do you ever come across um, people who who then contest the type, this type of will, because it's no. electronic and people don't understand it? Sometimes people think, well, you know, it was electronic. It could have been uh, crafted by somebody else. Yeah, so electronic is, is actually quite interesting that because I was listening to that whole discussion around, you know, somebody is of sound mind mm. and is able to actually sign it or not. So mm. um, because it's, it is electronic, every single time anyone logs in, mm-hmm. it's date and time stamped. Mm-hmm. And there's an audit trail on that the whole time. Mm. So you'll be able to see when the person was lost and when they last updated it. So, you know, you'll be able to immediately check that and see, okay, this person was actually, you know, in hospital at the time. It was impossible for them to have done this. And, and uh, to what extent are you able to check maybe was it that person's device? Or, or, or does that come, come into play? Not really. Mm-hmm. But um, what it does work is if it's, it's password protected and also with, a, you know, one-time pin. So, mm-hmm. you know, you would know immediately, mm. you wouldn't, you know, there's something very strange would have to be going on for, mm. them, for someone to be able to get access and to make changes. Mm-hmm. And then also... You know, with regards to the validity of a will, look, there's only one way to do a will, and that's the right way. <laughs> and and uh, so the, the technology will, might take, it might be a different way of doing it, but it takes your personal information, your details, and uses the algorithms to actually create a 100% correct will on the site. So the actual documentation is the same, mm-hmm. and the signing and, that, and the, the legalities around signing that will is exactly the same as if you were doing it face-to-face gotcha. with somebody. So it's, it has to be, it, there's only one way to do it, and, that's that, and that is the way of doing it. So just give us the details of how people can, can log in and, and maybe mm-hmm. look at the product and see if they, they, they may just take it up. Sure. So it's very easy. You just go to smartwall.ca.za, mm-hmm. um, and you just proceed to the sign-up page, and you then will then log in. And then there's some helpful videos throughout the process. Our customer service team is, is available 24-7 to assist them in that. 
And uh, we've also got um, we've got a, a special promotion that we're doing at the moment for SFM listeners. Um, that if they finish them seven days from logging in, they're going to get their smart wall for free. Sale Hitcher is the CEO of ClickTech, and uh, they create the platform called Smart Walls. Two thirty. Let's go to Uzila Sago for the latest in headlines. Pimelo Mutine on SFM. Afternoon, Nkwege from Cape Town. When it comes to will, who keeps a document so that when the, uh, someone has passed away, those documents will be read to everyone? Is it the lawyer? You keep it in your suitcase at home, but if it's there in your suitcase, uh, how are you going to make sure that the right person gets what he or she deserves. Thank you. Okay, well, that's an interesting one, Tabi saying because you can decide where you want the will to be kept, right? Yes, that is correct, yes. So um, you can choose to keep it with an attorney, like he's mentioned there, mm-hmm. and you can choose to keep it in your wardrobe mm. and hope that the house doesn't burn down. Or wherever you feel comfortable. Um, I know there are people that put the will in uh, with with institutions such. I don't know if I should As name banks. Such. I mean, the yes, also yeah. Yes, yes. So, so I think the important you. thing, though, is that people should know where the will resides. Yes. Um, and maybe one, more than one person must know. Correct. At least one more, one other person should know where to find the will mm-hmm. upon your death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it's easier for a third party to be handling that mm-hmm. will so that tomorrow when notification is given that uh, you have now passed on, mm-hmm. I can now retrieve the will and then contact the relevant people within their will and then a meeting is now made and then I can read out the will and inform who's getting what. Excellent. Stembile is calling from Merton. Hi, Stembile. Hi, how are you, Pinello? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Stembile. All right. I have a question. Mm. So my uncle uh, divorces his wife without her knowledge. Mm. And then three years down the line, Mm -hmm. he gets terminally ill and he passes away. Mm. And then um, after passing away, that's when the wife finds out that her husband had actually divorced her. Mm-hmm. And now he has married another woman four days before his death. Wow. Now, that's the story that's been going on. We tried to work with it um, legally, but because of finances and the other, we let it go. Let me ask you this, Tembile. Was he, was he living with the wife that was divorced uh, without knowing, or was he now, had he no, moved he on? He, he kind of kept it as... Um, as a, as a polygamy sort of, but you no, know, that was more one-sided. So though he was living with the wife he married four days before, when he passed away, he had come back to his wife, which is my aunt, and stayed there. So he died in my aunt's house. People are messy. When I, and then I'm now, <laughs> we, we are down 10 years or so later. Mm. I, I haven't counted well. Mm. And that wife, who's the legal wife now, has come to suggest that um, she might need to sell my aunt's house. And and uh, anyway, Tavi saying, go ahead. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't understand how a divorce happens without the person being aware. But be that as it may, you said you were there was legal issues, and as a result, you had to let it go. You couldn't go through with it. Um, I want to understand. Are we saying that 
the the will that was now signed, the new will, was signed four days before his death. It's not the will. Not, not it's the a will. marriage. He he yeah. went off and got married to somebody else four days before he died, and yet he was and he terminally, was terminally Ill. ill during his deathbed. He was actually bedridden. He couldn't move. And he, and bed. in the, it's, what's and interesting? Apparently, okay. the, the, hope, the 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 official. When we hear the story, it's the officials that came to marry them at home. Oh, wow. So that again okay. is a question. Let me ask you quickly the last detail. You said that eventually he went back to his divorced wife he to die off there. To die at home. How? To consider that as home. Let's, let's, so talk about, let's talk about the number of days. If he married her four days before he died, when, when did he go back to her, to the, to the, to the, to the original wife? Yeah. So maybe I might be getting my yes. dates wrong. But mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. He, he was there, I think, for about a week or two days. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. A week or two days. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. When he died mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And when he died, actually, we learned from the press mm-hmm. that he was actually married to someone else because the person went and posted the story it. that they yeah. married to him. And that is when I went to the home affairs and found out that my aunt is no longer his wife, but a new woman yes. is his wife. So I what, I, I have to, what I'm saying is the new marriage... When you look at the dates, was it in the time that he had gone it back? It was within that time when he was sick and bedridden. Very, I think very about, about two weeks or, or four days or less, something to that effect. They were married at his death about maybe less than a week or so. Or about, I'm not sure, but that short a period. Yes, but the, the, the minor detail for me is that, that marriage date, was, in, was it while he was residing in his old home? Or do you think it happened while he was with the second while wife? He was, while he was with the second wife, in the week that she was very sick. Interesting. Um, and, then and, after, then the and then after that, after so-called marrying the second wife, he then moves back to the woman he divorced. Yes, he did. He did because, you know, you know no, he, she didn't even know she was divorced. Nobody knew. We only found out during preparing his funeral. He was even I buried at once. my aunt's house. I we do did clap everything. Okay, I think I'm with you now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what would ha- I'm assuming that when he died, he died interstate. Therefore, there's no will. So, um, if the the, the wife, the, the the four day wife, uh, is now legally married and um, to him upon his death, she's only entitled to um, half of his estate. Now, my question would be: uh, Does does the deceased uh, with your aunt have children? If so, those children are entitled to the estate of their dead father and not this woman taking the entire estate. So those are the things, the dynamics that we would have to find out. Because if there are no children born of the marriage between the deceased and, and Mangwani, then it would give me the impression that all the, the assets of the deceased will then go to, to, the, to the current four-day wife. Um, Unless, of course, they, they, they are descendants from, from, from the marriage, then they are entitled to a child share, which is 250,000 rand uh, or, or, or more, depending which one is, is more, depending on the estate of the deceased. So those are the things we need to find out. Does he have kids? If so, how many? They're entitled to half of that estate. Uh, Stambilo, does he have children with the second wife? I think there's one. Okay, and the first and then wife? With my aunt, there's two, but they are adults now. It doesn't matter. They are adults now. And you know what happened is that we also found 
a divorce decree. When we went to inquire about the divorce, mm. we found uh, the file with a divorce decree, which again was never, um, I mean, acted on. Let's say now we are saying she now wants to sell the house. Okay, fine, we need to go back to the divorce decree. What about her? You know, the stuff she what never does the divorce decree say, if I may ask? Does it say the estate has to be divided? I'm sorry? The divorce decree says they shall split 50-50. Then th- that's it. You see, there, there, there is the answer to all of our issues. So which means that if, if the, 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 your aunt mm. wasn't aware of, of the divorce, mm. then it w- I would assume it was put on the unopposed role of the divorce, mm-hmm. right? Which means yes, that there was yeah. some sort of a settlement agreement that was drafted, which means that the combined estate was then divided in half. So before yes. the current wife goes and claims anything, we have to deal with the estate that was built between the deceased and your aunt at the time of his death, divide that into half, if it includes the house, that your aunt is entitled to half of that house. So that yes. woman, the current wife, would have to buy out your aunt from the house that she's living in right now if mm-hmm. she wants to sell that property. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I mean, is it's, the aspect of property. Yeah. So basically, um, Mamani can't just decide to sell the property. Because there is a divorce decree, even though, you know, the first lady didn't know that she was divorced. Uh, and Mam uh, can sell the property because um, what, what is left, okay, the deceased is now gone. I get it. Mm-hmm. So at the time of, of the, the, the death of, of the deceased, mm-hmm. um, before, sorry, prior to the time of death, mm-hmm. the, the house was 50-50 owned by, the, by both parties. Yes. Now, n- now that the deceased is, is, is gone, the property now is the full property of Mamngani. So it makes no sense oh. that that property would be, would be um, part of this new estate. That is what we would challenge when we go to court and say, how is it? that this property within four days of marriage mm-hmm. now falls within the estate of, of this situation. I'm mm. sure that's what the lawyers of the new wife are arguing, are saying that at the time of his death, he was 50% shareholder of the house that Mamgani now lives in. So as a result, when he died, his 50% share of that house now is divided into 50% again to go into new wife's uh, estate. That is, so that is why so, that's what's going on. Am I correct? So, So the issue here... And we're going to have to, I suppose, do part two of this because I can't tell you how many people are asking questions. The issue here is that this is 10 years later. The, the, so, so the first woman, the first wife did not do this process that you're talking about now. So we are now here where this comes into play because now she wants to sell the house. So. It, it would have to go back to her contesting the divorce in the first place or deciding, okay, fine, I'm divorced. Now I want half of my, what's mine. At the, at the best, to be honest, at this stage, mm-hmm. to approach the four-day wife mm-hmm. and say, four-day wife, I want to sell the property. And I know by the time that he died, you were already No, no, no. Remember, days. Antabi Singh, four-day hey. wife doesn't see it that way. Her perspective is not her perspective is not that way. Her perspective is all is mine. I am telling you I want to sell the house. We just need to tell her what the law is because what she's saying cannot happen.
Sing. I'm going to ask you to just come back. And when you come back, you'll come back. <laughs> Having calmed down. Davi Singh, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Um, lots of people asking questions. We're going to have to come back to this one. Tabi Singh Dubazan is an attorney at Dubazani Attorneys. Uh, we're discussing wills. And wow, I didn't realize this is going to get so much traction. We'll be back with this again. I promise you that.